0: to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. I want to remind you last week of Isaiah's prophecy. If we've been in this series called Kingdom Came. And while you're turning there, let me just, I hope you heard it in the video. You should probably get an email over the next week. If you need giving credit for 2022, make sure that you get all of that done before. And or on. I wouldn't wait. You know, I'm the person that does, but December 31st is the date. We want you to get credit. We want the government to give you credit when you worship God with your giving until they remove our nonprofit status, which I think will may happy happen one day, but until then, we'll continue to do that. Um, Isaiah chapter 9, Isaiah prophesied, and I went over all this last week, so I won't digress too much here. But in verse 2 of Isaiah chapter 9, the earth is filled with darkness, but those who are in darkness have seen a great light. In fact, Isaiah then goes on to say, those in the deepest darkness. So I know that Christmas and this season is not the same for everybody But the light shines on everybody in the same way. Isaiah is speaking to those who are hurting the most. Isaiah is speaking to those who are the most broken, who are the most sinful, who are the most discouraged in the land of deep darkness on them. Isaiah prophesied and said, they have seen a great light. The light has shone. And in verse 6, this was the essence of the light that had shone. He says, Unto us a son has been born, has been given, right? And the government will be upon. <laughs> I ain't trying to get at the government today, it's just there. The government will be upon his show. In other words, If it happens, it happens because he allowed it to happen. The government will be upon his shoulders and his name is a revelation of his character. He shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And as if that weren't enough, Isaiah just couldn't stop. He says in verse 7, of the increase. Hey! In other words, if you've been praising him for what he's done in the past, what he's done up to this point, then you just wait to see what he's going to do when you continue to walk with him. Of the increase, and this isn't about me, this is about him. Of the increase of his government, And his peace, there will be no end. So now we look at Luke chapter 2. And the angels came to the shepherds. Now there's nothing significant about the shepherds. The shepherds were just doing what they were supposed to be doing. I thought that'd get a better amen by all the parents. I love it when I just walk in and our staff is just doing what they're supposed to be doing. When I come home in the evenings or after a long day, God forbid a memorial, and I walk in and I find my children just doing what they're supposed to be doing, it blesses my heart. Can I get an amen from all the parents and grandparents in the room today? The shepherds, I I have people come, I just don't know what God wants from me. He wants you to do (laughs) what you're supposed to do. Those, that is the pinnacle of his expectation of you. And the shepherds, Pastor Chris, I just don't know what God wants. I, I feel like there's this stirring inside of me. Okay, if you don't know what to do, Just do what you're supposed to do. And when you begin to surrender to simply doing what you're supposed to do, then God can begin to reveal what he and only he has for you. And the shepherds were sitting in the dark of a field just doing what they're supposed to do. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them they didn't need a voice to tell them what to do they received a revelation because they were doing what they were supposed to do and the angel came to them and said glory to God on the highest now you remember Isaiah said of the increase of his government and his peace there will be no end the angels came and fulfilled Isaiah's prophecy and said, glory to God on the highest, peace on earth. Kingdom came. Goodwill towards all of those who call upon his name. God came to the earth. See, it didn't hit you like it was supposed to. Because we take for granted the fact that, that God Almighty came to the earth just for us. When I say this statement, when I say kingdom came, Jesus came, the baby was born, the miracle in the manger, God Almighty incarnated himself into humanity, it should strike all. It should cause Wonder within the soul of those who hear it. And yet when I said it, nothing. Because the hearing has lost its luster from the people who hear it over and over again. It's almost as if we expect God to intervene in our lives, but we are unimpressed when he actually does it. It's almost as if we are no longer impressionable by the intervention of a holy creator. It's that we have become accustomed, if you will, to the incarnation. Emmanuel is his name. He wasn't just with us. He is currently with us. God Almighty revealed himself through immaculate conception to a young woman who was very simply just doing what she was supposed to do. And in Luke chapter 2 verse 16, I want to restore the wonder of the one who came. I want in the next 20 minutes, you believe I can do it? Me either. We're going to give it our best shot. I want to reignite the awe of the one and only Son of God. The Bible says in verse 16, when the shepherds heard this, they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph And the baby lying in a manger. Verse 17, and when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. I want you to notice that they didn't see anything until they said yes to the voice that sent them. You don't have to see to believe, you have to obey the voice of the one who sent you. And when you obey the voice, when you surrender to the voice of the one who sent you, then you will see what he wanted you to see. They saw it. They made known the saying that had been told concerning this child. Verse 18, and all who heard it wondered. All who heard it were amazed. Why? Because faith does not come by seeing... Faith does not come whenever you see what you've been proclaiming, what you've been asking, what you've been hoping. That's not faith. We don't even appreciate it when we see it. Faith, the Bible says, wonder and awe in the heart of an individual who has surrendered their lives to God. Faith doesn't come by seeing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word that God wanted you to receive. The Bible says when they heard it, they didn't see it, but when they heard it, they wondered at what the shepherds told them. Verse 19 But Mary treasured up these things, meditated on these things, because what you meditate on makes a difference. And she pondered them in her heart because out of the abundance of the heart. Verse 20 The shepherds returned. Glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them That's why we wanted to just give you a snippet of what we're seeing God do Things like four years ago when I came back and told our board I think we're supposed to start a Bible college and they said with who I said I don't know And we started a Bible college right here on campus and it didn't work out the first year but last year, we, gra- we graduated three people. One of them is on full-time staff. Another one is overseas as a missionary. And the third one that we graduate is in graduate school right now. Because that's what God does whenever you do what he says. When you obey the voice, then you see the significance of what he told you to do. But in order to comprehend today the magnitude of the manger, in order to truly understand the significance of his appearance, I believe that we need to reevaluate the superiority of the one who came. I think that we need to take just a moment to look at the complexity of our creator, who he really is, because it is only when you understand who he is that you begin to truly discover who he created you to be. Isaiah chapter 40 Verse 18 says it this way, to whom can you compare God? Isaiah is saying, listen, I was in his throne room. I saw him in chapter 6. I wrote about it, but my words are insufficient for the vision that God showed me. I don't have the ability to communicate in a language that you can understand who it is that I stood before. And he says in verse 18, to whom can you compare God? What image can you find to resemble him? And I want to hone in on that phrase. What image can you find to resemble him? NASA, astronauts, astronomers, and scientists are stumped because they believe that the universe is way too large to only have one planet that inhabits life. And so they send satellites and Hubble telescopes and probes and cameras and machinery to the planets that we can get them to and into orbits out in space so that we could see further than we could see. And so far, we've seen sight of another galaxy that's 13 billion light years away because there's no way that all of this expanse is just for us. And I'm not here today to argue whether there are other life forms across the universe. Can I just tell you, I don't care. My thought is, if God wanted us to know, he would have told us. And if he wants to have 14 earths in another metaverse, come on somebody, y'all don't know what that is, some of you, you're like, a meta, what? (laughs) He can do whatever he wants to because he's God and he doesn't answer to me, I answer to Him. That's just the way that I've decided to live my life, and up to this point, I've been very grateful. But astronauts and astronomers are not satisfied with that answer, and neither should they be. They want to study it out. They want to know, does life exist in another place? Isaiah chapter 40, verse 26 says, look up into the heavens. Who created all the stars? And I can't help but think of that old cheesy country song, The Keeper of the Stars. Every time I read that, don't go look it up is a stupid song. Anyways, he brings it's not some of you, I'm so sorry if you love that song. It's just the same three chords and every never mind. All right, who created Who created all of the stars? The Bible says God brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name. Because of his great power, watch, highlight that if you're taking notes in, in analog and or digital, because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. And so I want to present to you today the idea that the enormity and the magnitude of the universe is not to simply house humanity. Now, if the purpose of all of creation was to just inhabit life, then yes, you're right. This universe and the cosmos are way too large. Hone in here with me. The last 10 minutes has led up to this. But if the size of the cosmos and the expanse of the universe is actually just to show off the majesty and the glory, the eternal superiority and supernatural sovereignty of the one who spoke it into existence, then it's not large enough. It's actually just a reflection of the God who created it. He put the stars in the sky and he knows them by name because when we look up into the heavens, it's supposed to strike awe into our soul. To whom can you compare God and what image can you find to resemble him? I think I have one. Isaiah didn't have this, but we do. This is an image of the Milky Way galaxy, it's our neighborhood. If you will, Earth is unseeable in this picture. In fact, our sun, which everybody gives so much significance and authority to, I mean, people have worshiped gods because of our sun. Our sun is just one of these small dots in the expanse of our Milky Way galaxy. In fact, in order to try to adequately communicate the size of just our galaxy, scientists created, invented a unit by which they could measure it called a light year. And some of you know this, but a light year is the distance that light could travel in one year. In other words, light can travel 186,000 miles per second. Light can travel 100 And 86,000 miles in a second, (laughs) right? (laughs) I got pulled over for doing 85. Come on, so that's nothing, (laughs) nothing. A beam of light can travel around the earth seven times. A beam of light can travel around the earth seven times in one second. The land of great darkness has seen a light. Light can travel 5.8 trillion miles. I said trillion. Just to give you an idea of trillion, if you started counting right now, And you wanted to count to a billion, it would take you 15 years. One, two, three. Somebody give it a try. (laughs) If you were to count the stars, not the ones that you can see, but the ones that actually exist in just our Milky Way galaxy. And it's beautiful if you ever go out when the the sky is clear and there's no light pollution around or no air pollution around. And and you look up into the sky in the desert or the Serengeti where it's just the sky. And you can see the Milky Way galaxy going from horizon to horizon. It fills the earth's sky. But in order to count the stars... The suns, if you will. Just in the Milky Way galaxy, it would take you 2,500 years. Just to count the stars in our one Milky Way galaxy. The farthest star in the Milky Way galaxy is traveling at 220 kilometers per second. It takes 250 the farthest star in the Milky Way galaxy, traveling at 250 miles per second, it takes 250 million years for it to get around the Milky Way galaxy. It's the orbit of that star. If you were to be able to travel the speed of light, it would take you 100,000 years to just travel across. Now you can't, your head would explode. But a beam of light just going across the Milky Way galaxy would take 100,000 years just to take the short route. And our sun is one of a billion stars. Our S-U-N is one of a billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy. Our solar system, our solar system, all of our planets, and don't make me bring in one of the children and name all the planets for you, But our solar system is just a dot in the scope of our neighborhood, if you will. And our galaxy, our galaxy is one of billions of galaxies in the universe. And the psalmist 2,000 years ago writes, the heavens declare The glory of God and the skies proclaim the work of his hands. That's why the apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1, Due to creation alone you are without excuse that you would rather believe that an explosion from nothing created everything than an almighty creator with an intended design spoke it. And it became. The heavens are a reflection of the glory of our God. All of creation is crying out for you to comprehend what it comprehends. I gotta say it again because we too easily distracted. All of the cosmos are crying out for you and for me to understand and to be able to begin to get a glimpse of the ability to see from their perspective. In 1990, on Valentine's Day, Voyager 1, nearly a billion miles beyond Neptune, a satellite that we sent out to send back photographs spun around a billion miles past Neptune and took a picture and this is the famous pale blue dot photo the pale blue dot in an analysis by astronomers from this satellite Voyager 1 sent out a billion miles past Neptune took a picture of our earth a speck of dust in comparison to God's creation earth compared to the universe is like comparing Eunice Louisiana to the galaxy and yet ooh, I feel a preach but I'm going to try to contain it John opened his book by saying in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. In him and by him all things were created. Then the same word that spoke into the universe and positioned the stars looked down upon the earth and said, light, break forth and let the dawn see. Let the light shine amongst what I'm about to create. And the Bible says that the word became flesh And dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only S- O n c r s u n See, our S U N in which we cover ourselves from, because too much exposure to the S U. Oh, you can I feel it coming. Too much exposure to the S U N will change you for the rest of your life if you're not careful. But that S U N is just one of billions of other stars and other suns across the expanse of the universe that was spoken into existence by the one and the only S-O-N who showed himself to us once and for all time. And enough exposure to the S-O-N and you won't just be changed for the rest of your life, but you will be transformed for the existence of your eternity. And we still don't get it. Because we got about 50 people clapping. And the rest of us are still stuck in what we think we know. But the Son came to the earth from the Father. And he didn't come to judge it. He didn't come to condemn it. He came full of grace and truth. Whether you know you need to be praising him or not, he came so that you could get a glimpse of who he is. God Almighty became a grain of sand in the timeline of humanity, the creator of the incomprehensible cosmos. I said, the creator of the incomprehensible cosmos gave himself to be incarnated a little lower than the angels as a human. And I'm trying to tell you, and you watching Pastor Weston walk on the stage, you're still missing it. I'm going to over preach myself into pandemonium today. The psalmist said in chapter 33, verse 8, let all the earth, let the pale blue dot fear Elohim, Yahweh, Emmanuel, wonderful, counselor, mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Oh, we've heard the story so many times, it has lost its significance. And we stand in arrogance, unimpressed. And we think that we're doing God a favor when we offer Him a seat at the table of His own celebration. Psalm 33 verse 8 says, Let the earth fear the Lord and all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe. Reignite the awe. Restore the wonder. For he spoke, verse 9, and it came to be he commanded and it stood firm he can move mountains and he can call suns to stand still because the God who commands the universe came to earth for us came to the earth kingdom jesus all power all authority came and made himself like unto flesh for what because when we get a sense of his superiority The response is surrender when we get a sense of what he will do with our lives there's nothing that he can ask of us that we're not willing to do when we understand that our surrender and obedience causes us to be part of an eternal story that is being written it causes us to come to a place where there's no amount of time that we're not willing to serve there's no amount that we're not willing to surrender we can't pray enough because we're not trying to please him we can't work enough Oh, I'm going to go ahead and go there because I've been here long enough. We can't say enough Hail Marys. You should have seen it coming at some point. Because people were already here. But he decided to leave his throne knowing what would happen when he did it. When we comprehend the depth of the messianic promise, when we look and we truly begin to wonder and awe at the miracle in the manger, we allow him to restore the significance of who he created us to be. When we worship, what does worship do for you? It realigns your selfish, arrogant spirit back in line with the one who created it. When we worship, oh, let me help you more. It causes you to look at your temporary circumstance through the eyes of an eternal father that decided to become a dot in the room so that he could reveal himself to you. If he made that much of an effort, then why would you think he's done? That of the increase there will be no end of what his government his rule his reign his supremacy and and his peace his comfort his joy when we worship him when we do what my bride said and we get in his word when we get connected to his body It puts our worries back in their proper place our concerns come on let me let me finish this our doubts our desires all of the God forsaken distractions our desire for influence and accolades our position and our promotion our problems and our pain God takes he takes all of that mess and he seals it up in the tomb with Jesus, the one who broke out of it to make sure that everybody understand I have always been and I will always be more than any of that. And so we surrender. But I got to ask, as I constantly evaluate, is he Lord is he really Lord are you mad at him is he Lord of your life as we celebrate his advent that he came and that he's constantly coming is he Lord of your worries your fears your failures. Come on, church. Is he Lord of your desires, your disappointments? Is he Lord of your music? Is he Lord of your entertainment? Is he Lord of your TV shows? Is he Lord of your Netflix and your Amazon Prime? Oh, help me somebody. Is he Lord of your movies? Is he Lord of your social media? Is he Lord of the time spent on these screens? As I look back over 2022, I have to acknowledge whether he is Lord at all. Is he Lord of your fulfillment? Is he Lord of your finances? Is he Lord of your marriage? Is he Lord of what you've been praying for? Are you going to doubt him if he doesn't answer the way that you want him to? Is he Lord of your time? Is he Lord of your schedule? was he lord come on was he lord of 2022 or was he just a part was he in control or was he just was he just invited along was he the reason come on or just someone you remembered along the way because he's either lord of all or he's not Lord at all. Because the Creator of the universe shared his Son so that he could have us. Did you know that the one who hung the stars? hung his son on a cross. Did you know that the one who spoke the cosmos into existence is also willing to speak into your situation? Did you know that when people see us as the heavens reflect his glory, certainly dust on the earth should be a revelation to others of who He desires to be. Did you know that He knows every hair on your head? And the old joke is, for some of you, that's more difficult than others. I should say, did you know that He knows every hair in your ears? (laughs) That's funny until you have to pluck them out every other week. Did you know... That there's never been a prayer that you prayed that he didn't hear? whoa, whoa, hang on. Did you know that there's never been a tear that you sowed in sorrow that he didn't collect in the bottle of the saints? Did you know there's not a dime that you've given That he didn't see. To whom can we compare. Our God. And what image. That we would be. The image of Christ. Because we are the ones who understand. That God. Came. To the earth. And it ignites all. Wonder and a repentant response into the ones who truly receive it So I say join the wonder of the angel's song join the wonder of the shepherd's story and Let him be Lord of all Father in heaven. I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Oh God that we wouldn't take the opportunity to gather our things because we've been waiting to get out of here but Lord that we would ask you this Christmas to restore the all of the one that all the celebration is about God would you reignite the wonder in the hearts of those who have the privilege of hearing this message consistently may we not take for granted that you came that you gave your life That you were born in a manger for one purpose and it was to shed your blood on the cross and come out of that tomb victorious father I pray for any person in this room right now that doesn't know you God I pray for every person in this room watching live or later online that looks at their lives and go man I, 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 I thought he was Lord but he's not Lord of this area And that we would understand the appropriate response is to just open our hands right where we are and surrender so god in in light of this message i pray for every person that needs to surrender their lives to you any area or every area And God, right now, they would just open their hands and they would have an authentic moment with the one who spoke into the earth and said, let there be light. And Jesus came and said, I am that light. Father, forgive us where we fall short of your glory. Your glory that the stars know better than the sons and daughters. God, cleanse of, us uh, of immorality and iniquity, impurity. God, by the power of your blood, when divinity took on the form of flesh and life and will, was willing to shed his blood on our behalf, I pray that we would be covered, that we would be cleansed, and that we would be saved. And the same power in the name of Jesus that rose the Son of God from the dead would be alive and well within us and that we would be a living example of who you've called us to be. May we follow you with all of our hearts for the rest of this year and into the next. In Jesus' name.